Hello, everyone. This is Sherry Rice. Welcome to Access to Healthcare's weekly podcast, where we bring you local guests of interest to you and your family. Today, we are discussing COVID-19 and whether a visit to a chiropractor is safe. And my guest today is going to clear that up for us. He's Dr. Todd Stevenson, a local chiropractor and owner of Peak Performance Chiropractic Center. This podcast was taped before Governor Sisolak made masks mandatory in all businesses. Dr. Stevenson now requires masks to be worn in the office at all times. Welcome, Dr. Stevenson. Good morning. Good morning, and that really is what we're going to discuss today for a few minutes is going to the chiropractor safe. I think that um, the COVID-19 has brought out a lot of fears for a lot of us, and so I'm trying to bring to the public uh, certain professionals that can say this is is what we're doing, it is safe, these are the uh, procedures that we do. But let's go back to when COVID-19 first started. It was kind of mid-March, and we, I don't think any of us thought it would become the pandemic that, um, that we are coping with today. No, I was going to talk about uh, the last time I saw you before everything changed. We, um, I looked up the date. That was Thursday, March 12th. Mm-hmm. And you had come in, and you, you seemed very concerned. You'd been in a meeting all day, I think. And when you came in, we were talking, and you said, well, what are you doing to protect yourself? And I, I kind of it stopped me in my tracks because I hadn't really thought that far ahead yet. Right, right. And at the moment, at the time, you know, I wasn't working with the mask yet, and we were doing our best to keep things, um, you know, as clean as possible as we always did. But um, after that week, I believe it was the next Monday, it was like things just completely shifted as far as my mentality of working. And um, I was working, and I've been working this whole entire time because we were considered essential from Governor Sisolak from the beginning. Um, but things definitely slowed down for a while and gave us a little chance to regroup and kind of rethink practices here. Well, let's talk about that. You regrouped and thought about it. Um, You thought about how to keep yourself safe, your clients safe, and also your family safe, Dr. Stevenson, because you have two little girls, and I know that when you come home at night, you want to make sure that your family's safe. So let's start with what you did to keep your clients safe. Well, to keep my clients safe, you know, we took extra precautions as far as cleaning, sanitizing rooms. Um, Immediately, I removed all the waiting room chairs from the lobby, and we started decreasing frequency of visits. I mean, it was fairly easy to do in the beginning because a lot of people weren't coming in. And, um, you know, my, the way my office is laid out, it worked out okay because whenever anyone did come in, it was immediately they were sent into a room that had already been cleaned and sanitized. Right. And, you know, as far as sanitizing the tables that I use, I mean, there there's a whole procedure we go through now. Like three months in, we're pretty efficient at it. But in the beginning, it was like, okay, these are the steps we have to do to make sure every aspect of anything anyone would touch is clean. And so that meant also removing a lot of any, like, extra extraneous things that were in the room. So it was a lot easier just to kind of give it a full wipe down and make sure that, you know, people felt safe and comfortable when they came in, too. Well- well, let's go back a little bit. It was never that you weren't keeping the rooms clean. I mean, no, not not no, at I all. It's just... I just want to make that clear to anyone <laughs> listening. You were always uh, disinfecting in the rooms. But what you're saying to us is that you did double duty on this. Yes, for sure. And what I was emphasizing there is we, I, I mean, I went through each room and really removed anything that we didn't need in there, so that it was yeah. easier just to keep everything clean. I mean, the tables are one thing, and there's a whole procedure we've always followed there. But then it was just kind of like 
extending that radius and area, even you know, all the way down to door handles from people walking in the front door yeah. to every little aspect of you know anything anyone would touch. Yeah, yeah, and it, when you think about it, and I know that we've had to hear uh, that that isn't something that we always looked at door handles or anything that anybody would touch. We mm-hmm. always focused on the larger issues that we needed to do for disinfecting, but the pandemic has made us look at the little things too. Yes, for sure. I mean, I would think about that. I, I've been to New York a couple of times in the last few years, and my wife would take me on the subway because she grew up in Manhattan, and I would always feel weird about just touching anything in the subway. And she's like, I touched this all the time when I was growing up. <laughs> and so it's like those kind of things when you equate it to living here, you like don't think about it as much. But I did think about it there, and now I think about it everywhere. <laughs> well, sure, and I, I imagine that she'd have a different thought today on the subway. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> I don't think we'd be doing that. So let's talk about masks. Do you ask your your patients to wear masks? So I wear a mask um, whenever patients, basically, I, the way my desk is situated, I can see when anyone walks in, so I'll have my mask on as they come in. Um, so I do take breaks for myself. Yeah. Um, as far as patients, I uh, recommend them. Um, I am not at this moment in time requiring them. I am kind of following some of the guidelines that are coming out. Even this morning I was reading that um, – I forget uh, Mr. Dick's title the, within the county. Oh, yeah, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin, yeah. yeah. Um, he actually, um, there was an article I read this morning that he's encouraging all business to yeah. require people to wear masks. And so we hadn't really put those requirements in, but obviously um, I appreciated it. Um, and I still do when it's just something where we may start mandating that going forward. Yeah, I think that... Um, it, they've flipped around a little bit. You remember in the beginning that masks weren't the big issue. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you, Dr. Fauci the other day on the news was saying that the reason they didn't recommend the masks is because they needed them for the essential workers. But now it's become exceedingly clear that masks are the first line of defense uh, because the virus doesn't last as long on surfaces as we thought. Um, so masks have become a whole other issue. Sure. I mean, if I would say that in the beginning, it was probably more 20% of patients come in would have a mask, and that's changed to about 50-50 at this point. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I don't have that requirement, and like I said, when people say, oh, should I wear my mask? I say, well, I'm wearing mine, and I'd appreciate it if you have one to wear yours, but at this point, you know, it's it's not mandatory. So one of the things that, that I've talked with and and we'll be continuing to talk with hospital staff, CEOs of hospitals, is how patients have put off their appointments that they've needed, their medical appointments. And certainly with chiropractic medicine, uh, it becomes an issue of discomfort and pain. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that your your clients obviously put their appointments off? Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, you know, I, I went back and kind of checked my calendar so I'd have more accurate stats, but like, the first seven to eight weeks of things from that moment we spoke, I was seeing about half my business. So, you know, and I looked at it as like that was expected. In fact, I was somewhat surprised that more people were coming right. in. But as things kind of progressed, it was about beginning of May, things started to get a little closer to normal. So I'm seeing a, um, close to what I would typically see, and we're just taking those extra precautions. I'm certainly working more hours to fit in the time for that. Mm-hmm. Um and there is a lot of people that still aren't coming in. I mean, there's people that I would see fairly regularly that I haven't seen since early March. And right. I'm not necessarily going and hounding them, but at the same time, it's something where when they're ready, I'll, I'll know I'm here. Well, and I think um, 
what I've talked to some hospital staff about is people not going to the emergency rooms when they need it. It would be the same um, if you're seeing people that have put it off, then you're seeing them in more pain than they might have been if they'd come in earlier. Yeah, I think that was a big part of that was a big part of why we were you know classified as essential was to limit people that had you know back, serious back issues that weren't getting anything done about it because they were scared to come in. Yeah. And so that was especially in the beginning. There was a few I remember thinking, "Oh, well, it's a good thing I'm open because they would have had to go straight to the urgent care or somewhere yeah. else if they didn't get any work done." So. Yeah. True. Well, let me ask you how you what do you do when you go home, Dr. Stevenson, to make sure that your family is safe? Well, what I at my house we never wear shoes in the house anyway, so I always mm-hmm. would take those off immediately. But now I sort of just make a beeline straight to the shower. Shower, yeah. And on my way there, I you know I wave hi to the girls and my laundry room's on the way too. So as I go, I just kind of remove what I was wearing, toss it in the wash, and get in the shower. And yeah, it's just kind of become my routine with that. I I typically wear two shirts a day now because I go home at lunch to you know help with nap times and whatnot because my girls have been home, so I have more laundry to do these days, uh-huh. but I <laughs> I do what I can. I mean, it's something where, you know, my my wife's been home too, so I try to balance being at the office and here, and it's just, it's a lot of juggling. <laughs> it is. COVID has um, brought up the best in our lives and some of the more cha- biggest challenges in our lives. For sure. It's uh, It's interesting. What uh, concerns about COVID have your clients been expressing to you? Is there anything anecdotal you can share with us? Um, I just think there's still just so much confusion. And, you know, you know, going back to the mask situation, you know, I have over the years I've learned you can't necessarily take one side over another based on anyone's beliefs or opinions. So it's a lot of listening and hearing people not really sure what they're supposed to be doing either. Um, so I try to lead by example in this, the fact that I am wearing a mask all the time. Um, but, you know, as far as what I think people are experiencing, I think it's just confusion and yeah. what, what the next day is going to look like, what the next week's going to look like. And, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, when I see patients, that is part of the, you know, conversation that we're having is to try to create some normalcy and also to create some listening and some understanding and some ideas that might help them kind of cope with situations. Yeah, and I think that as we add more things to our lives, as things reopen, what I've noticed is that when I add something, there's those moments of anxiety whether it's safe to add it. Absolutely. I remember the the first time we brought my girls back to go see my mom because they hadn't seen them in so long. And, and, you know, as you start to expand your bubble, we've needed help with the girls. And so going into the building where my mom lives, I remember the anxiety of like, okay, trying to get the girls not to touch anything yeah, and exactly. get them in safely, and, and it's this whole process. And there is definitely a level of anxiety whenever you start expanding that bubble. Yeah, it's true. So COVID's not going away for a while. Uh, we probably won't have a vaccine for almost a year. What What are you most concerned about in the next six months? And I'm assuming that you're going to keep up the practices that you have now until there is a vaccine. Is that your thought? Yeah, you know, I think from what we've kind of set up here now, I I mean, we're running fairly efficiently in the sense of, you know, people know that they're not supposed to show up early or late, and they come straight into a room and they get seen. And, you know, going forward, I think it's just more of, you know, following the latest information that comes across. And, you know, thankfully, we're still classified as essential, and I would expect that to continue. So, um, you know, learn from the adaptations I've made and make them more, just routine, I guess, going forward. Yeah, I think um, I think we all realize that 
what we do now is going to be routine for us for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Dr. Stevenson. We've been talking today about uh, chiropractic uh, offices, and one of the things that we would like to impress upon people listening is that going to a chiropractic office is safe. But as Dr. Stevenson has said, he's given you a real outline for the safety procedures that he's using, and you should look for those safety procedures at a chiropractic office. But you don't have to put off going. You don't have to stay in discomfort. Um, Dr. Stevenson has really outlined the kind of safety that you can expect at a chiropractic office. So, and please, pass this on to anybody else that you know um, who may not have listened to the podcast that going to a chiropractic office is safe today with COVID-19. Thank you, Dr. Stevenson. This has been a fabulous conversation. I'm so glad we had it. I appreciate you being on. Thanks, Sherry. Thanks for having me as well. Okay. You stay safe and your family, and thank you to everyone for listening. For a list of podcasts, go to accesstohealthcare.org slash podcasts.